Effective decision-making in today's complex and disrupted business environments must be connected, contextual, and continuous to drive good outcomes. For the most part, the discussions we often hear when it comes to data is around the use of analytic tools or artificial intelligence. But I argue that there is fundamentally a more pressing issue around data before you get to the point of talking about analytics. We need access to data in real time. Most businesses are complex networks of interdependent and independent operations that see only a piece of the data, and they are happy with that. Leadership isn't, of course, because as far as the CEO or the CFO is concerned, the only way to make accurate decisions is if they have access to clean data in real time. So how do I make the right data accessible to the person that needs it the most at the time he or she needs it? Do I need to bring together all the data into one physical location? And does that make sense? Speaking to us today on Podjets for Future CIO is Sumit Puri, Chief Technology Solutions Officer for Solus, to talk about the data mesh and how it ties into our need to make good decision in real time. Sumit, welcome to Podjets for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Always good to be talking to you and a great topic today. Okay. So why is it difficult to make decisions in real time? That's a very broad but a very important question. So, see, we, we all want uh, to make real-time decisions. We want real-time insights. Uh, the, the more data and the more current data that we have, uh, usually the quality of decisions is better. But to make real-time decisions, do we have access to the data based on which we can make those decisions in real-time? If you consider any industry, right? So, if you're making a decision, let's say, on a credit card transaction or whether that is a fraudulent transaction or a genuine transaction, you need to have access to that credit card transaction there and then for you to be able to decide. Similarly, if you have a supply chain scenario, do you want to reroute a particular ship or even a, an aircraft? Do you have the weather data available to you, which is current, that will allow you to make real-time decisions? But many a times, given the evolution of technology, this data is not available to us in a real-time manner. It could be stale, it could not be flowing in a lower enough latency manner, or it could not be complete. So as uh, we like to say, to unlock the value of your data. You need to set your data in motion so that you can have real-time command and control, real-time insights, and real-time decisions. Speaking of real-time, what is an event-driven architecture? Yeah, so event-driven architecture has been around for a while, but uh, has started to gain popularity over the past few years in the enterprise as an architecture paradigm as the name suggests, especially as systems are becoming more and more connected and more and more real-time, event-driven architecture is being increasingly used as a strategy to enable that. Now, if I explain it in, in common speak, any occurrence that happens, any occurrence is an event, right? So I talked about credit cards, credit card swipe is an event. When you pay your bill to your telco, that bill payment is an event. Any order that you place is an event. A ship moving, in fact, uh, the wheel of a car rotating those are very high volume RPM events. Foreign exchange rates changing are all market data related events. So as these events are occurring, they're happening all the time. Can we have these events, this event data in motion, and uh, we can have our business logic systems, our microservices, our serverless applications in the modern day subscribe to these events. So event happens, new order comes in, my order validator microservice subscribes to it, does what it needs to do, and then publishes a valid order event. So so rather than having 
a service oriented architecture which is very good till it lasted in today's enterprise where network is faster than disk where that's why we are listening to our music as streams and not carrying them on uh, cd roms or usbs if we can leverage this improvement in the network and have our business logic applications loosely coupled agile plug and play so that they just listen to the events that are happening do their thing publish events and then the next component listens to these events so that way you can go into the cloud and this and that and you can get a more responsive a more agile architecture which is again uh, easier to innovate with so that's a, a way to define an event driven architecture the other question i wanted to ask is what is an event mesh and how does it tie to an event driven architecture yeah so as i talked about microservices and serverless functions right the business logic components of an event driven architecture those business logic components are not being invoked purely as a request reply or a batch based or a poll based mechanism so you're not always saying let's say you have uh, an an order management system and a new order has happened you don't always go and ask that hey is there a new order is there a new order is there a new order that's like request reply polling versus you're listening you're business logic component is listening to a new order or a new cancel or a price change or an inventory update and you can apply this to any industry right uh, that order could be a payment that could be a credit card transaction that could be a loan right so depending on which industry you are in so you have all of these business logic components some could be on premises maybe the newer ones you want them into the cloud and all of them want to get that right event that happened so an order management application needs to understand orders and cancels a risk app application may want to understand fraud or payments so this information routing that information to the right microservices to the right business logic whether they are on premises or in the cloud you need a fabric you need a connectivity mechanism through which this information flows and that is called an event mesh in tech speak it's a network of event brokers and event broker provides publish subscribe as well as queue based capabilities to route information between producing applications and consuming applications it provides guaranteed delivery it provides sophisticated fine grained topic routing and it also provides protocol translation so from rest to mqtt from gms to amqp so if each of these event brokers you network them together some could be on premises some could be in the cloud some could be running on a factory floor some could be connecting a train up now your events are going from anywhere to anywhere your applications could be anywhere so you enable hybrid cloud real time event driven applications using this event mesh as a communication as a data fabric What are the most damaging misconceptions or misunderstanding around event-driven architecture and event mesh? Yeah, so I think the biggest misconception is around enablement and around uh, how we grew up uh, building systems, right? So while event-driven is the way that nature works, see when it rains, it's an event, and all of us who live in countries like I live in Singapore, where it rains a lot, when it rains, nobody is calling the request, nobody is calling me to say that, hey, Sumit, it's raining, bring your clothes inside that are drying outside. I'm subscribing to that rain event, or my family, they know that when it rains, you open the umbrella. when it rains you pull your clothes in so an event has happened and we are all reacting to it that's the way of nature so it's natural to build applications that way but we all grew up on request reply or batch based transactions because that is how the systems were evolving in the early days so most of our workforce is trained and it's simple to think in a request reply manner i request you something i get an api uh, response back so as we grew into that api mentality all the way again if you're old enough from go to stay 
statements in uh, Fortran world, all the way to web services and APIs. As you go into an event-driven architecture, now you are in a loose coupling of another order. So your microservices are like, okay, I consume some information, I'll process, I'll produce the results. And people find it, uh, I think they have to take a leap to unlearn the request reply flows and understand that, hey, asynchronity is good. It'll give you better performance. It'll give you better responsiveness. It'll give you hybrid cloud architectures with a lot of ease. And as you learn that asynchronity and topic routing and those benefits, to me, that's the biggest challenge. And thankfully, it's not a very big challenge. It's just about getting used to it. Other than that, pick the right event broker, pick the right event mesh, pick the right event portal. And that way, your communication should be multi-protocol, should support sophisticated topic routing, etc. So as long as you have the right tooling with the right enablement, you'll be able to achieve a lot of business benefits. Now, you talked about event-driven architecture, EDA, from a context of the technology. What about from the business perspective? What problems would an event-driven architecture solve? From a business perspective, it solves the problems, similar problems to what we've been solving, but it solves them in a much more responsive manner. So your customer experience improves significantly in many cases when you build your applications in an event-driven manner. Okay, let me summarize first. So customer responsiveness, customer experience improves dramatically. Agility and faster time to market because it's much more plug and play. You can add new components easily. So your uh, overall application agility improves and as a result your ability to innovate faster improves so you can pick new cloud technologies if you want or pick new uh, IoT technologies because they can just plug and play into the mesh without disturbing anything else and when your responsiveness improves as well as your agility improves uh, usually your cost also goes down so those are the business benefits the kinds of problems that you'll be solving could be any problem right IoT is inherently an event driven problem sensors taking our events you process them payment processing digital banks have been using it a lot in the supply chain management domain. So predictability of the supply chain, master data management, uh, a price change is an event, a recipe change is an event, and consumers just subscribe to it. Digital factories are using it a lot. So the problems are widespread. Uh, betting, uh, if you see customers such as Hong Kong Jockey Club, and a bet coming in is an event, odds being disseminated are events. So it's all the wide variety of business problems in a better, more responsive Way. I'll give you an example which I often use, right? So I call it the, the waiter pattern. Now, there are two ways that restaurants work, right? There are certain restaurants or bars where you would go in, you would order a drink, the bartender is attending to you, he has to take the payment, give you the drink, and at that time, everybody else is just uh, asking for uh, the bartender, but they are just waiting. Right? because the bartender is blocked to serve the person who's ordering right so not a very responsive experience for all the others who are not getting their drinks and not a very scalable way for the bar to work right so that's request reply i requested the system he did all the steps poured my cocktail returned to me took my payment and then moved to serve the next person now if you go to a proper sit down restaurant where you have a waiter so you order the waiter does basic validation the soup of the day is this fish of the day is this and takes your order and then he takes that order event, goes to the kitchen, he deposits that event into the kitchen, and the kitchen is processing these things, is cooking these things in parallel. And if somebody burnt a turkey, your order of Coke and uh, rum and Coke is not impacted. So the kitchen is asynchronously sending you the orders back while the waiter has moved to the next table. That's what an event-driven architecture is. Asynchronous parallel processing in the kitchen for better customer experience. And you can add new chefs in the kitchen without disturbing the order management process. 
how does an EDA though, or this event-driven architecture relate to a data mesh or a service mesh? That's a great question, right? So this is the era, as I say, of meshing around. We've got so many meshes, even my Google mesh, uh, Wi-Fi mesh at home. So see, service mesh and event mesh are parallel technologies, right? So event mesh is for event-driven architecture. So as I said, the, the waiter pattern where you're ordering something and everything is happening in parallel, asynchronously, there is guaranteed delivery that is required. You need an event mesh as that communication fabric for the information to travel. That's, that's the event mesh asynchronous publish subscribe oriented now if you take the api approach where it's request reply the, the bartender approach how do you scale that up how do you do load balancing take a sidecar architecture so for request reply or api oriented transactions use the service mesh so for sync api transactions service mesh is a good way to scale that up for async guaranteed delivery parallel processing queuing related circumstances or topic routing you use the event mesh so both are parallel technologies depending Depends on which pattern for what transactions. The data mesh is a broader term, and see as APIs evolve as products, service mesh enables that. Events evolve as products where you can subscribe to an event. Let's say a flight flying over, and you subscribe to the flight location. You're subscribing to an event API product, but then data also is a product. How do you, let's say, subscribe to uh, to customer data? A CRM system may have your address, your demographics, etc. So that is data as a product. All the other systems in the enterprise need a way for that data to be served as a product is either apis or events so event mesh enables a data mesh a data mesh is about ownership it's about having data uh, organized by line of business served in real time ideally for stream processing or for uh, business logic utilization an event mesh becomes a very good fabric for that data to flow data mesh is basically distributed data lakes are all event mesh solutions created equal I don't think so. And uh, if they were created equal, then how would we innovate? Competition is a good thing and uh, that brings in innovation. So one event mesh would learn from another and they'll all out innovate each other. From my perspective, I work for Solus. So we would like to believe we have the best event mesh out there, but uh, there is also Red Hat who offer theirs. There's an open source uh, Apache uh, incubation project, which is also an event mesh. SAP also has an event mesh embedded as a part of their platform, which is based on Solace as well. And then you could assemble these solutions together with uh, open source technologies such as Kafka, etc., where you would use replication, which is not fully dynamic or uh, it uses alternative ways. So not van optimized, not filtered routing over the van. We'd like to believe that uh, an event mesh should be seamless. So security, guaranteed delivery, compression, all of these things should be offered as a part of it. Management, single pane of glass should be offered. Governance through an event portal, full event cataloging across multiple brokers, Solace, Kafka, Rabbit, should be offered as a part of it, as a part of the platform. And also the individual event brokers should be smart enough. Most importantly, if they can speak fine-grained topics, fine-grained topic taxonomies like you have at MQTT. So if you want to subscribe to orders for, let's say, ice creams, so you just say, order slash ice cream slash greater than and only ice cream orders will be given to that part of or that microservice and not let's say drinks orders the event mesh has that sophistication to converge traffic and fan out traffic at the edge using these smarts of what you are tuned into so that is a feature that brings a lot of performance responsiveness and agility improvements what business benefits can i expect from using an event mesh 
Yeah, so predominantly three business benefits, customer experience improvements using an event-driven architecture powered with an event mesh, and that would be through responsiveness. So because certain parts of your flow will now be handled asynchronously, so like writing to a data lake, writing to a regulatory system, they happen out of band, right? So they are not impacting your responsiveness. We've seen this at telcos, Excel Axiata, uh, for example, talked quite extensively how their net promoter score has improved significantly by using an event-driven architecture and an event mesh. Also, agility improves significantly. So you can bring in new applications faster, new uh, innovations, new microservices if needed, or serverless applications, both on-premises or vendor systems, as well as in the cloud. Because you now have an event mesh that connects everything. A part of your application, let's say your API gateway could be on-premises, while some of your insight systems could be sitting in, in GCP or AWS or Azure or Alibaba or Huawei Cloud pick your favorite cloud and now you can add on new components because your data your events are flowing end to end so better innovation better agility better responsiveness as a result better customer experience and reduce cost as you innovate faster i always speak to a lot of cfos and to a certain degree ctos and cios they're always worried about uh, shorter technology cycles these days things move a lot faster that's why some of them are investing a lot more into the cloud now with regards to event mesh how do i future proof my investment in an event mesh solution yeah, and it's extremely important, isn't it? Uh, because the era of the monolith is coming to an end and competition is increasing for everybody. So we have to innovate faster. And for a CFO, what the event mesh brings about is agility, right? But at the same time, do you get very coupled into the event mesh itself that that becomes the biggest monolith of the enterprise? So how do you protect against it? So from our perspective, we are big believers in standards. For example, we are all connected to the internet and it's in data centers, uh, networks are there in data centers, they are at home, but they are connected with a fundamental standard, which is TCP and IP. And as a result, the internet has happened. So you plug and play and you grow. So the lock-in is not there. You can keep innovating around it, but the network is the network and TCP and IP are the standards. So similarly for the event mesh, there are standards such as REST, MQTT for IoT, AMQP and JMS for messaging and multiple brokers, including Solaces, speak these standards. So if you don't like one vendor in, in whatever mechanism right commercially feature function you can choose another and that levels the so standards levels the playing field and you can have multiple nodes in the mesh also from an agility perspective you need to catalog all your events or you need to make these events available as uh, apis to let's say uh, if you're if a bank or if you're a telco rather than uh, always getting your customers to keep requesting that hey what's the fx rate change between hong kong dollar and us dollar hong kong dollar and sing dollar that can be made available as an event API. Right? Uh, you can push information, change of an order status. Uh, you ordered something at an e-commerce website that is also available as an event. So as long as you make these available as standards, such as webhooks, your investments are future proof and that unlocks uh, agility around it. Sumit, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. I hope uh, you were entertained. <laughs> I enjoyed it. A lot more than entertained. I learned a lot. Thank you, Sumit. That was Sumit Puri, Chief Technology Solutions Officer at Solus, on the topic of demystifying data mesh, data streams, and event-driven architectures for real-time decision-making. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. 
we'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Oh,